and welcome back to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, the show that is designed to bring together all those who play, work, live and love games in this lovely city of ours. Every show is designed to let you know about all that is going on in games and in Sheffield and most importantly in games and in Sheffield all at the same time. Uh, so this week I am joined by Matt from the Treehouse Board Game Cafe. Hello. And I'm joined by Jade from Ember. Hiya. And I'm also joined by Ruth Haig, owner of the Treehouse Board Game Cafe right here in Sheffield. How's it going, Ruth? Uh, great. Thank you so much for having me. Nice. Thank you for coming on. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so my name's Connor, and uh, the show today was going to be all about, in think, inspired by the upcoming Platinum. It's Platinum, isn't it? Maybe. Platinum Jubilee. <laughs> uh, inspired by that, I guess, uh, we're going to be talking about old stuff because clearly 70 years is the, a long time. The old, the old Jubilee. <laughs> the old Jubilee. Is anybody doing anything for the Jubilee this year? You got any plans? Had a discussion about making some tiny bunting for our tiny model tree houses in the tree house. Um, whether cool. or not that will happen um, uh, remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking about old games and actually inspired by an event that we've got coming up later, which we will um, chat about. Now, why not? Let's just chat about it now. Yeah. Um, so the Sheffield Games Collective, which is the part of this podcast and kind of was formed by people kind of getting together uh, in games in Sheffield and is going, oh, let's see if we can talk about all the amazing events coming up. Yeah. Why don't we do a podcast? Uh, that kind of grouping of people finally got them back together again. And we're starting to do our first kind of events in the city. And we've got an event coming up uh, later on this month. It's going to be held at the new home of Patriot Games and it's going to be a game swap. Uh, so these have been kind of previously done at Treehouse before, haven't they? Yep, they sure have. Yeah. Do you want to explain kind of what a kind of game swap is and what this one coming up uh, later on in June is going to be like? Yes, absolutely. So the way the game swap is going to work, um, people can bring games along on the day. So if you've got stuff cluttering up your shelves at home that you no longer play um, and you want to pass it on, give it a new lease of life, uh, bring that along. Uh, so it's Patriot Games on uh, the last Sunday in June from 11 till 4. Um, or you can drop stuff off at Patriot or the Treehouse beforehand. Um, everything that's brought along kind of get put on tables uh, in Patriot's huge, great new space. Um, basically, you can come along and then kind of pay as you feel for any games you want to take away. Um, it's free entry if you bring something to swap um, or it's a suggested donation of three quid uh, if you don't. Uh, and all the proceeds and any leftover games will go to Roundabout Sheffield to help them support young people at risk of homelessness. Lovely charity. Yes, I've been, I'm sure everybody's got lots of things kind of, you know, that they want to do a little bit of a late spring clean and yeah. getting rid of some boxes that aren't really being used whether those are board game boxes with you know you might be having old copies of risk or monopoly around yep. or something yeah i'm sure yep. a few people yeah, have got a couple of those, those. <laughs> or maybe even frustration if anybody does have frustration please bring it because i love frustration <laughs> i do sure. need i do need a copy i don't have a copy at the moment i'll keep an eye out for one for <laughs> yeah. you i think i've got a copy of agitation which is technically the same game but the rip-off name um, <laughs> Well, like it's not like you know the 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 OG. So, uh, so oh, look at that. But also, I think what's uh, really cool about this one is that it's kind of open to all games as well, right? So not just yes, board games. Absolutely. Have, yeah. So previous have... events have been board games only, but this time it's opening up to video games as well. Um, yeah. Games, memorabilia, and collectibles, and anything kind of gaming adjacent that you think other people might be interested in. 
Awesome. I think people that kind of love loaded video games, I know, probably have a kind of reputation for hoarding a lot of their games, right? So I'm sure people got huge kind of collections. Um, this is one way to kind of, you know, maybe filter out that collection or kind of uh, lessen it a little bit, lessen the strain of it, yeah. and put it on, and get, and, and importantly, help out charity as well. I think um, like it's 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 kind of the ultimate version of the car boot sale, right? Because mm. in car boot sales, you go and you're like, well, I know that there's a 90% chance that I'm buying something that like for, for more than I want to or like you know just something that someone really doesn't want at all whereas at a charity event people are going to bring stuff that they still like but maybe just don't have space for mm. it's been a wonderful process to watch at previous events at the treehouse kind of people come along with their dusty boxes that they are sort of sick of the sight of and then other people <laughs> pick them up like sort of a, a treasure hoard and sort of <laughs> go out with their arms wrapped around them and a big smile of delight on their face it's great <laughs> the event is obviously later on this month so towards the end of june but uh jade have you got any thoughts about anything that you're gonna want to get rid of um i'm not i'm not a hoarder really i don't really collect anything <gasps> um i think it's probably because i move house like every year but um yeah i just don't collect anything I, I like seeing people's like board game video games collections and i do have a few retro consoles um but nothing that i feel i could really part with i've kind of got the shelf looking sweet now so i want to keep it how it is oh you want to use someone who like carefully creates your shelf with yeah. like you've got a few action figures and stuff to make it yeah there's not much on there but like i've got um like my gamecube and a few games on there my n64 and it, it all looks quite pretty but i'm sure i can find something that i don't need because it's obviously a, a really great cause so definitely oh, well. pop down with something i mean of course the aesthetic comes first so you know well, yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> what about Just you matt? along and acquire a few more things <laughs> <laughs> what about you matt are you uh, have you got anything in mind that you're thinking of uh, of dropping off it's good that it's because because all my board games i'm like yeah i'll probably keep that i want to keep i've got i've got lots of board games in my house but um still not enough so uh, it's nice that it's now open to like game memorabilia and video games and stuff mm. I think I might uh, see if I can collect together all the component parts of the uh, Halo 3 Legendary Edition with the Master Chief helmet that I have um, like the 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 one where you take it the, the helmet off to find the to find the discs yeah. it's like a it was like a huge a huge set um, and I'm like, ah, you know what? Someone else is probably going to actually have this on display because I currently just have it in a box. So uh, you know what does have the Master Chief helmet on display? The National Video Game Museum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that actually has the Master Chief helmet from Halo 3. So that is a that is a museum item. But, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you could find some parts of that, that would be amazing. Yeah. I'm sure lots of people would want that kind of stuff. Important question, though, probably more important, is there anything part of your collection that you would never ever get rid of that you would never ever decide to kind mm. of is there anything that you'd be like okay so you know even if somebody came to you and said okay i want to give you a thousand pounds for this item yeah is there anything that has that, that special place in your heart for a grand no <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, you know what like i think i'd sell almost anything for a grand at this point and i don't really hold on to like material stuff that much um and i'm not a very sentimental person either i realize how nicely i'm coming across right now. <laughs> um but you, no i don't think so but i know that people do have like rare finds or they've got things that they've had since they were a kid mm. and like they they love that and there's a memory attached even like the thing necessarily isn't worth very much yeah um but there's nothing like that for me which is i think quite unusual 
Yeah, I like. I, I don't know. Like, there's a kind of a Marie Kondo vibe to that. You know, the sort of like <laughs> yeah, it sounds really healthy. <laughs> it doesn't give me joy. So it goes in the bin. If in doubt, get it out. I yeah. totally respect that. I would like it's a minimalist kind of style, and that's what I want. Um, I can't because I live with a maximalist, um, <laughs> so I can't follow that philosophy. But it's, I admire it. That's me, though. That's I'm, I'm a maximalist. I, I, I couldn't get rid of. Um, there are there's a few a few things like um my old n64 carts my mario 64 which has and i i would know it from another mario 64 cart because it has a little um uh, it has a little swirl paint uh, on, on in, in sharpie right and for years i just thought that that's what mario 64 cartridges looked like because it's right on the if you can bring mario 64 to, to mind like the, the the picture on the front mm-hmm. it's got mario running away from bowser who's in the background who is and he's breathing fire and he's coming after him right over a little hill and uh in the background bowser's there and he, the, the little swirl and sharpie is um just behind bowser i thought it was like a big black tail Right, and so I, for years as a kid, I assumed that that was just part of the car. I looked at another one that wasn't there. I was like, "What's going on?" It was a P for pre-owned. Oh. <laughs> someone, oh, someone at like electronics boutique or whatever had, had, had drawn a P on in Sharpie. Amazing. <laughs> I feel like they did that on purpose. It's like drawing a mustache on, exactly, on Bowser. Yeah. It's the world. We'll try and Draw, style it pin out. A, pin a tail on the Bowser. Uh, what about you, Ruth? Well, um, I'd say like generally speaking. I'm not too sentimental about games these days. Uh, when we opened the Treehouse, kind of my and Andy's entire collection became the start of the Treehouse's library, mm-hmm. uh, where you know they encounter sticky fingers and the occasional pint of beer and that kind of thing, so you kind of can't get too attached. But I have to say, slightly to my embarrassment, the answer is probably uh, a game called Hundreds of Horses, <laughs> which I own thanks to basically a joke from Shut Up and Sit Down, the board game reviewers. Um, the game started appearing in just in the background, not mentioned in a number of their videos, but like very obviously placed so that you absolutely just couldn't resist looking it up because it looked so ridiculous. It's got this very retro, um, if you're familiar with Ravensburger games, they're, they're sort of, they were quite popular in the sort of late 90s, early 2000s. It hasn't aged that well. Uh, the, the the cover is, um, it's quite purple and then it just has like a sort of collage of photographs of horses, um, <laughs> like something that would be cut out of a you know magazine for nine-year-old girls. I was that nine-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, the entire game is, um, you have the game does contain uh, it turns out exactly 200 photos of horses um <laughs> you, just to, just to make sure just, it fits with the name the hundreds yes yeah. it, exactly 200 horses they, they, they no, no horses uh, no extra horses were included um, <laughs> uh, and to play the game you um, randomly choose four horses uh, you put them in this little sort of uh, you sort of line them up and give them the numbers one to four you roll a dice to determine which part of the card is relevant it's a very silly dice that has like a purple heart on one side a little picture of a pony on another side it's uh, <laughs> it's quite an artifact in itself um, you roll the dice then you draw a card and you read the relevant part and the card has on it um, there's a little story about a horse um, there is a sort of descriptive word of a horse uh, maybe the horse
horse is the coziest horse <laughs> or the most determined horse uh, or something like that and then there's a little rosette with a prize that the horse has won um, so like I don't know fluffiest mane or something um, and you read this, this, this description aloud and then everyone votes on which of the horses displayed in the middle of the table they think the description or story or award applies to uh, and if you've given the same answer as somebody else uh, you get some points uh, which come in the form of a little horseshoe token with a number of apples on the back but the number of apples is secret so you don't know how many points anyone's got till the end of the game it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible it's amazing because you get to have these very in-depth discussions um, about your opinion on what, why this horse is the most determined out of the four. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help but get drawn into it. Like, you present the game to people and they're just like, oh my God, why are you asking me to do this? And then, like, half an hour later, they're, they're just, like, vehemently defending why that horse was the most likely to win the, like... <laughs> jump, the, the highest jump or the... Exactly, like, yeah. do, they, do the horses have names? They do once or, you give them a name. Oh, once um, you give them you a name. Yeah, so whilst you get even more attached to them, don't you? Yeah. When, you um, when you roll the dice and get the, the story, it'll often say, well, this is Springles. Yeah. Uh, and Springles oh. loves to be, to be yeah. brushed uh, on, and, uh, on, on, like, Thursdays and spends a lot of time, uh, like, uh, rubbing his mane up against the tree. <laughs> and then you've just got to decide which of these four horses is Springles. Um, and then I you feel just... like you'd get really compared to <laughs> Springles. Yeah. Like, protect your horse with your life. Like, it mean a lot to me by the end of the game, I think. <laughs> if you roll the dice correctly, you get to choose a pony to take home, which That's becomes sense. your horse. And everyone has to has to then vote on which horse you're going to choose. <laughs> oh, if you do take home, I'd love it if actually you get to keep that horse out of the 200. The next game is played with 199. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, that's my horse. Oh, yeah, no, I, I say take it home uh, in a completely metaphorical sense. <laughs> you are never taking my horses from me. Just don't even think about it. Well, Ravensburger do, like, just they're just famous for making those artifacts in people's houses, aren't yeah. they? Really? And actually, for the old toy manufacturer board games people, their games actually are quite good. Yeah. Like, if you have, like, a Ravensburger game, usually there's some game to it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of old 90s, 80s-style board games that if you just take them out of the box now and you try and play them, it's just like, you are watching this game be played, right? <laughs> it's just asking you to roll a dice and then watch what happens. Whereas, like, a lot of Ravensburger's games, they have some good stuff to them. Um, the copy of uh, Labyrinth that is in the Treehouse collection is my childhood uh, coffee, oh. <laughs> um, which... A very generous donation. I'm so surprised it hasn't got beer all over it. <laughs> Ruth, you are the, the owner of Treehouse Board Game Cafe, which mm -hmm. is now five years old? Uh, coming on for, yes, it'll be five in September. Oh, awesome. Wow, fantastic. The Treehouse is a staple of kind of the Sheffield kind of games and board games community and obviously we, I think it's talked about actually across the country as kind of one of the leading kind of board game cafes. Um, is Who's there anything... saying that? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, what of the Treehouse collection is perhaps kind of the oldest game that you think you might have there? Or are, are there any kind of staples that were there from day one in the Treehouse that, we, you know, you have to always make sure that whenever you're open, you've got to make sure we've got a copy of that? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I'd say there's there's a handful, particularly of the very kind of quick to teach games that people often maybe play at the start of a session. Mm -hmm. uh, there are certain things that I just feel like are completely indispensable in the library. I think um, 
one called Ghost Blitz. Uh, it's mm. definitely in that category mm. uh, where you uh, you have your five little objects on the table. There's a cute little wooden ghost and like a, a chair and a hairbrush and a bottle. It's one. quite an inexplicably, inexplicable selection of objects. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you've got your five little objects on the table and then you flip over a card and the card's got a little cartoon of two of the objects. Um, and sometimes one of the objects is in its kind of true colour and then you have to grab that object before anyone else. Um, and sometimes it's not and then you've got to find the thing that isn't there. So the colour that's not represented and the object that's not represented. Mm. Um, and like that one, I think pretty much everyone that's ever come to the treehouse has had a go at that at some yeah, point. Um, sure. It's just it's just a delight. It um, is, yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's also like if people are looking sceptically, they're sat there thinking... I'm never going to play a game here that I don't already know. Ghost Blitz is the way in. I, yeah. I, so I, I, I have a copy of this because my friends got really into it. And uh, well, you <laughs> called it by its German name, which is Geistersblitz. Geistersblitz. Yeah. This yeah. is this lovely, <laughs> got sound to it. Um, and loved it. And we kind of played it and think it was amazing. And I was uh, working for a very corporate company at the time mm. and kind of people that were very suited and booted and talked lots of marketing jargon that you wouldn't understand and stuff like that. Mm. I still, I never did understand when I was working. <laughs> um, and I remember going to like an after kind of conference event and I brought it with me for some weird reason. I was like, <laughs> we'll go have a few drinks now, see if I can get some of these people to play Geistersblitz. Mm. Um, anyway, stood around this table, um, people with wearing very suits and being very kind of, kind of slightly stuffy, I guess. Um, they weren't really actually, they weren't at all, they were really nice. Um, but I started playing this game with a couple of them and they were like screaming because they love this game so much. It's really like screaming really loud, like, oh my God. And playing it, getting really competitive, really into it. Next thing I know, there's three more people stood around the table. <laughs> three more. Like, and he, like suddenly all this entire kind That's, of um, yeah. bar were playing Geistersblitz. And they all asked me, where, where do I get this from? Because I was like, it's a German game. And it, I, it, from, at that time, that was, must have been 2016 or something. So it mm-hmm. wasn't actually... Like, you know, you couldn't really find it anywhere. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of think I found it on Amazon or something. Mm-hmm. Imported from Amazon Germany. Yeah. Um, and I think next thing I know, someone came back to me a few days later saying, oh, I bought 12 copies. <laughs> I just wow. gave them as gifts to like That's to so other people good. to go um, to go fantastic. play to go play Geistersblitz. <laughs> uh, so that is that is a really fun game. So yeah, <laughs> lovely to hear that. That's a staple. The topic of this kind of podcast is obviously old and new as well, because mm. repurposing things to be new. Um, what, what's the newest thing you might have in the Treehouse collection? Do you know if you got anything in, in recently? Oh, there's always new stuff coming in. Yeah. Um, we've got like, so the, the staff cupboard is kind of a repository for things that are on their way into the library. Um, it's become a bit of a process to get something into the library because A, the shelves are pretty much completely full, so mm. it, it ends up being a bit of a one in, one out. And then we're mm. trying harder to kind of... Um, Kind of uh, future-proof the games before they go on the shelves because we know that they do um, they do work hard for us those games. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, you know all the rule books get laminated and all the cards get sleeved and it's a bit of an undertaking each time, but it's mm. definitely worth it. There's a couple that I'm really excited to try that I haven't had a chance to even uh, even have a go at yet. There's one called So Clover, uh, which I think is one of these small box games. I think it's going to be kind of a party like a word-based party game type one. It's mm. like a code name size box. Yeah, I'd say the artwork on the front is a bit of a like just one kind of vibe like oh. it's not like one that's going to jump off the shelves at you so yeah. just one is a game um it's a, it's a fantastic game 
um, but the box is kind of quite beige and it's the graphic design's fairly basic and yeah. it doesn't really give a lot away from the outside. Um, <laughs> but this is another one of those. It's all, it's all to do with making connections between words um, oh. and it looks very clever and engaging, so I'm really looking forward to giving that a go. That's in the shop now, but not yet on the shelves because it's in the queue in the cupboard. <laughs> Coming soon, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like one of those like unassuming game, but like future classic. Is that mm. what we're talking And actually, that's, that was kind of my next question. Have you, like, Matt, have you got any kind of games that you've played recently that you think is going to be a game that in 50 years time people are like oh yeah that was the first game I played and I loved it or the first game I loved oh. and that I you know I'd, I'd never keep any future classics what is what's going to be the game that people remember from 2022 that's a great question I think for me um, uh, a game called Illimat is the archetype of a future classic mm -hmm. because it is a game that um, for me, the thing that makes it a classic is just the theatre of objects. Illimat is a great game because in its natural state, it doesn't have the name of the, the game on the outside of it. Um, it was designed for, a, um, uh, for the band The Decemberists um, for a music video. I'm so um, confused. Oh my god! I'm, I'm, I'm never getting there. But like, oh wow! Yeah, okay. it's a um, mad origin story. For yeah, a game. yeah. So they they basically they needed for a music video a a game that looked like a game played by a secret society, you know, kind of um, Illuminati style. Uh, secret society um, that they'd all be kind of gathered around and, and, and playing. Sort of thing that goes with like robes and candles. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they designed that aesthetically for the, um, for the uh, music video. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, this looks like a fun game. <laughs> Let's get Keith Baker, who uh, designed um, uh, the Eberron D&D setting, like an like a eminent game designer and uh, a writer, and they uh, kind of drafted him in to make the mechanics of this game based on what it looked like. And he did it, and it is a game that has as much magic in its mechanics as it does in its looks. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I, I feel like that is so good is because you look at this box, you've no idea what it does. It's an object in someone's house that has no explanation. And then you sit down, and then they say, well, come on, sit down around this table, we'll cut some candles on, and we'll lay out this cloth board mm -hmm. um, with this uh, you know cardboard box that's entered it with four strange brass objects in the middle um, and uh, cards that look very much like a like an alternate version of the classic uh, playing card deck right yeah, but with a little hint of tarot little tarot hint Ooh. yeah absolutely so it's got everything that you kind of want out of this like this must have been from an olden days game right it sounds like one of those games that you can't explain the rules you just have to learn them as you go yes absolutely and actually actually the first time you play you, you're like okay I think I get the mechanics here I, 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 I can play this game and then the second time you play you go oh there's a whole other level here there's a whole depth that I didn't understand the first time I played I, I can now start manipulating this and thinking about that and then the, like the third time you play you're like oh, I think I've mastered it oh no wait I haven't mastered it um, and um, I am terrible at it I played a number of games but I don't seem to get any better like I've, I've got stuck at stage one I don't like there's, there's a lot to think about and it, it, and it can be because you play in hands it can be a little bit random but uh, I love it to bits and the best part about it is the last rule that they introduce in the book um, and uh, I guess spoilers um, for a rule book but um, there are no rules <laughs> you win if um, you read this far <laughs> if, if ever these these um, uh, four things that are quite you know that, that you're kind of aiming to try and claim in the corners of this this 
kind of tarot cloth style uh, arrangement um, are, are ever all flipped up at once which is a very very rare occurrence but you can try to make it happen if you're really losing if ever they're all revealed at the same time something called a harmonic convergence occurs wow right, right. and at that point you all stand up from the table you get up you leave your hand and points where they are move one seat clockwise and sit down at the table what? picking up your like opponent's hand mm-hmm. your points and their drink is the house rule um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you Jade but I feel like it's having me on I feel like this I is a cozy like... sunshine kind of deal. <laughs> um, feels very culty right it does. Yeah. It's, it's so good that's my future classic I think I think like th- that's the game that you're going to be finding in people's houses and then you just need the explanation people will find it like Jumanji nice. you know yeah. people are going to find yeah. it like and it's just going to be like where did this come from there's no explanation here <laughs> so it sounds like a yeah a cult classic kind of oh come around my house I've got this weird game you've yeah. never heard of before and you know you may leave with your soul intact you may not <laughs> yeah, and then somebody dies like an old yeah. <laughs> maybe they sell a certain number of copies it will like magically appear in every grandmother's attic no, across the world yeah. <laughs> well you know when I'm old I want someone to find that in my in my attic you know what I mean like I, I want someone to discover it like what is this thing? That's a guerrilla marketing tactic, isn't it? Just like, <laughs> 50, 60 years later. Yeah, just like going into like abandoned houses or like people's uh, attics when they're not looking. Just, just leaving this game like in the corner. Loft insulators. Get like a loft insulation yes. company to just hide one in every attic. That would be fantastic. That's how, that's how you market that game. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Jade? Have you been playing anything at the moment that you that is uh, maybe something's really old and is a classic or anything that you think might be a future classic? Um, I was playing Broken sword not too long ago you know the point and click series Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm on number two of those at the minute i really enjoy them um i was just thinking about this earlier on there's there's not many games that i'm sort of desperate to get my hands on at the moment Mm -hmm. that are older because of how far emulation has come yeah um so it's obviously really quick and usually very free to emulate any old game um did we play Realms of the Haunting? Yeah. Yeah, on through DOSBox. Mm-hmm, so it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like anything that I would have been desperate to get my hands on as a kid, I can now. Yeah. And I don't know whether that sort of take some of the magic away or mm. is I don't know it's like a blessing and a curse isn't it I think there, there is a magic to objects right mm. like to, to say to, to having the thing and looking at it and it immediately sparking that like oh that's an experience right mm. but uh, like emulation is, is, is so great because you can kind of like the things that you wouldn't even be able to get your hands on is accessible mm. um, I think yeah you, you're, you're right it is a blessing and a, and a curse at the same time I remember my experience with Realms of the Haunting because I'm not as experienced as you at, at um, emulation <laughs> I don't know if I told this on the podcast before but when we were planning to play it and, and, like and kind story. of review about it um, <laughs> I was looking up like to download it on, on, onto DOSBox um, and I haven't, hadn't used it before so I, I, I like downloaded a, a ROM for it I was like this is too big this is too big. <laughs> like, this, this, this is this is a game from nineteen ninety something. Yeah. This is too big a game. Like this is gigabytes of data. Mm-hmm. I've downloaded a virus, right? Oh, no. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it in. I'm not gonna run it. I'm not gonna use any of the files. I'm just deleting it straight away. I'm gonna go to Steam and I'm gonna buy the game, right? Okay. Like it's like three quid, yeah. whatever. I'll buy the game on Steam. Yeah. I know it's safe. And then I started installing it and it started downloading gigabytes of data. <laughs> and then I played it and up comes a box 
They just said DOSBox on it. Yeah. <laughs> it literally just downloaded the same freaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was exactly what it was, and the reason it was so big was because it's got uh, FMV, like, you know, yeah, video, video, actual stuff. video files in it, um... so you, you can see the actors acting their little hearts out. I love it. <laughs> I completed that, you know, in the end. Did you? Yeah, it took so me days. Hard. It's very, very difficult. But now I think about it every now and then, so, like, it was worth it. Yeah. And I wonder, like, when I used to sit at the PC and, like, have, like, CD-ROM games and stuff, like Harry Potter, the first one. Yeah. Um, They come into your head every now and then, and I think it's just because it's so... Like, you spend so much time on it, especially when you had no cheat guides or anything. Yes. Or you couldn't, like, Google a walkthrough. Yeah. So you have to spend so long trying to work out what to do and getting yourself into, like, mazes and things. Mm. Um. Yes, it's, it's it's strange. I mean, Jade, you like play a lot of these games on stream as well, don't you? you play yeah. with, an, with an audience there, and obviously with a comment <laughs> yeah. section that might be able to help you out, or if not help you out, like be a little bit of company while you're figuring out these incredibly weird combinations. Like I know Broken Sword games are notorious for their odd solutions to puzzles. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think that helps, having a, an audience, or...? For me, yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm quite lucky that my community is super supportive and they'll get me a walkthrough if I need one or they'll mm. sit there and laugh at me and think that my ideas are dumb, which is also kind of fun as well. Yeah, that's the part of the fun, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. I, I like backseat gaming. Like, I'll, I'll say otherwise if like, I'm playing something that's brand new and mm. you know I want to experience it myself. But for these older games, I'm quite happy for people to sit there and sort of say, oh, have you tried this? Mm. Oh, I saw something, you just walked past it, I could see something shiny. Or have you tried putting this item with this other item? And then together we can kind of like figure it out. Yeah, and oh, that's it, really nice. Yeah, it's, it's super nice. Because I don't play a lot of multiplayer games that kind of gives me that like, environment without yeah. actually playing the game with somebody it's just like like people used to do with like siblings or friends like neighborhood friends when they would used to sit around at the same tv and yeah. they would be playing a single player game but they were like ah like i know how to do this playstation <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah there was the sega house and there was the nintendo house yep. and you'd, you'd, you'd if you wanted to play the game on the on the sega then you go to the sega house and you all sit around and you play that and then you, if there's a new mario game you can play it at the nintendo house um, and, and then, then and then somebody goes, "Oh, come around mine at eight pm at night to play the Resident Evil PlayStation One house." Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh no, never again!" Like, it's horrifying. <laughs> so, moving on from old stuff and new stuff, uh, May has come and gone, and yeah. is is now uh, May twenty twenty two is behind us. Did anybody get up to any kind of fun stuff in this past this past month? There was a bank holiday. Um, did anybody go on holiday? I know one of us did here. Is that me? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> holiday. Did you have a nice holiday? I did, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, my holiday in April went on a, a nice cruise to um, about around the Mediterranean. Oh, and nice. it's very good, all-inclusive. Um, yes, there's a lot of cocktails and... Italy's nice as well, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, it was a bonus. Thank you Lovely. for asking. Yeah, it was. It was an great. amazing picture of you in a fabulous hat. Thank you, very, like Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> and because I wore that pirate hat at the Sea of Thieves thing, everybody now just thinks that I wear big hats all the time. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, look, another hat!" And I'm like, "What do you mean? It's two hats." It's, like, it's, it's big hat, Jay. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're a hat person now. I know. It's like Super that's what hat. they call me. Jubilee. You celebrate the Jubilee wearing a big hat. I feel like that's something you'd do. I have no idea. Thanks. What do people do at Jubilees? I don't know. Uh, uh, wear big hats. I think. Let's find out. I think that's the tradition. And wear big hats. Yeah. And put bunting up. Yeah, I went to Scarborough last 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 weekend. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, and and that was fun actually. Like leading on, we played a little bit of Illamat, and um, we were we were just thinking, you know, we're in an Airbnb. 
if this person set up secret cameras around to like monitor their <laughs> Airbnb, <laughs> would be amazing to watch us at roll out this like cloth mat, uh, assemble this strange uh, arcane game. Yeah, it yeah. looks like a seance. It does. <laughs> the game looks like a seance. Did, so did cool. you curse Scarborough? I might have cursed Scarborough. <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say here is that yes, if Scarborough's feeling particularly cursed, it is my fault. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hefty responsibility. <laughs> I hope all's well in Scarborough. <laughs> One cool big thing, big piece of news actually did happen in May, um, and it's actually part of the Jubilee celebration, is a local town actually got its city status. Anyone see this? Ooh, is that Doncaster? Doncaster. Oh, the Donks. Yeah, Doncaster uh, is actually that? How did now. I miss that? Wow. It was it was always a town, and as part of the uh, jubilee, they decided to make one town in each of uh, in England, England, Wales, um, Scotland, and Northern Ireland um, into city status, and then they chose Milton Keynes, and then went, oh, actually, Doncaster, you can have it as well, and yeah, so Doncaster yeah. got a city Doncaster status. Got a bonus one. Yeah, it did. Oh. Yeah, got, got bonus. So Doncaster is now Brilliant. officially a city. So that's a cool thing that happened in May. Um, there was a lot of other. Cool things happening in Sheffield uh, in May as well. Mm -hmm. Top of the list is Patriot Games. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, obviously a staple of the kind of Sheffield kind of game scene, and has been well, it's been around for decades, really. And yes, recently, yeah. have got a new place, a new exciting place. Uh, Matt Ruth, I think you've been. You've you've been down to it, haven't you? Yeah, we've been. Yeah, I um I I did a little voyage down on its opening day. Made a little mm. video, which you can find on the SGC Instagram mm -hmm. uh, if you want to see how to get there from the treehouse. Um, but yeah, it's very exciting. It's, it's huge. It's absolutely <laughs> enormous. So the the shop is is I think probably twice the size as it used to be in in the Union Street premises, which mm -hmm. um you yeah. might remember near the Peace Gardens um, and then the gaming space is it's 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 basically a, it's a it's a warehouse. Yeah. Um, it's huge. It's got loads of natural daylight. Um, the whole place is um it's it's a big space. Mm -hmm. um, I think you know they've they've got a lot planned for it. Um, got, so yeah, it's going to be developing over a bit of a period of time. But yeah. but it seems like it's flying along. They've got a whole lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there. and it looks like it's working in the space it is now. Right, 100%, like yeah. it could stop now and they'd be like they could stop working on it now and they and and just you know border the bits off they didn't need to use and they'd be like this is a working yeah. uh, space. This really works for. Patriots identity and it really works for like um the way that like people play and they've just it's very Sheffield as well it's yeah. got a real like cool industrial feel to it it's, <laughs> it's cool they've got uh, ambitious plans for it as well I think yeah. they have one cool thing I'm really excited about is that obviously Patriot Games um over the past couple of years and I think just before COVID um, I think they moved to a premises on King Street yeah. which was a bit smaller than what Way they had previously smaller, and yeah. that meant that they had to uh, kind of find alternative ways to do a lot of their events it sounds like the size of this place like events are going to be no problem there. yeah they've only got about two thirds of the venue open at the moment as well there's more behind the scenes yeah. that is kind of yet to come yeah. um, one of the additions is going to be a, a sort of cafe um, mm -hmm. which is very exciting I think they're still at the the sort of deciding uh, what the menu's going to involve and that kind of thing yeah. um, stages but that would be great so yeah you'll be able to keep yourself fueled. Um, like it's quite uh, accessible Mary Street yeah um, but it, it is it is round a corner that you wouldn't expect it to be and given that it's it's so busy like they're mm -hmm. having such successful events really really Fantastic. busy events the fact that the events are coming back is, and, mm. and just like really flourishing immediately yeah. is a real testament to just how uh, strong the Patriot community is yeah. that's yeah. it yeah it felt like there was like huge pent up demand people just desperate to, to get back in there and um, yeah. get back to it and they're back to they're running the Adventurers League on Tuesdays which is like the D&D &D night mm -hmm. I remember going as a teenager 
to uh, Adventurers League in Patriot when they were um, across Ladies Bridge yeah um, which is many many moons ago now uh, and they're, they're up to like 70 people a night wow when, when I used to go they were like they were like 10 of us like it was it was like two tables at most yeah nice um, and now yeah it's it's, it's uh, huge busy busy nights they've got like Friday Night Magic of course is, mm-hmm. is, a, is a huge thing mm-hmm. um, they've got like um, oh yeah they have, they have I think it's Mondays is they have a uh, open role playing night so if you just you're looking for a group of people yeah. um, to, to play to do role playing with then you can go there and like meet people and sort of it's kind of a, more of a social thing mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah like there's, there's, there's loads going on over there cool yeah. cool. I think we will have uh, a load of those events uh, listed on our upcoming website yes. but we'll we'll talk about that later on because um, yeah because there's, there's a, a, oh, I'll ask you a lot about that Jade so, yeah, there's yeah. a little weekly <laughs> event yeah. listing on the um, on the Instagram as well every every Monday trying to do a little roundup of what's coming Awesome. And actually, other uh, events that happened over the last month, um, I believe there was actually a Treehouse event as well, wasn't there? There was, 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 yes, we had one of your lab lab events back. We had the initial maiden voyage of the RPG lab um, uh, event, which is uh, like it's a little experiment, uh, fittingly enough. Is uh, basically, you know, we have a great and thriving um, tabletop RPG community at the Treehouse, and we also have a lot of people in the community who are, are like. Uh, into t- uh, tabletop RPGs in that they put their minds to hacking them, creating new ones, doing all sorts of um, uh, kind of fiddling about with the nuts and bolts of, 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 of those. Um, and so the idea was put forward um, that, you know, we should, uh, like, try out um, running sessions uh, for those people to playtest their creations um, uh, just like Playtest UK mm-hmm. uh, do with board games where they have like an open uh, an open thing for designers to bring their prototypes for people to play and get feedback on um, we um, ran a, a, a session wherein uh, people could um, sign up to run their own RPG creations uh, and then people would also sign up to, to join that game and it, and it seemed to go very well the, the um, uh, we only had one table running uh, on the night but uh, we're, we're hoping that we will be uh, getting to grow that in the future mm. um, we've got another one planned I think the we, we decided on the day like yes it's a Tuesday night this time I have however forgotten exactly which <laughs> Tuesday um, it's on our website yes the Treehouse website on uh, on the events calendar um, so you can uh, have a little look for that yeah. I would be there. That sounds, that sounds fun. That sounds exciting. Yeah, if you're if you're interested in in like either creating something in in, in like a tabletopology, like a new mm-hmm. one, or mm-hmm. or hacking uh, like the systems of one that exists, mm-hmm. or indeed you want to be part of that process and actually like you know maybe you 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 just like you feel like you might give good feedback on something, or you just like the idea of one that's been put forward. So far, we've done that through our Discord, the uh, the Treehouse Worlds Discord. At the moment, it's a bit of an arcane way to get there. Um, you go to Facebook. Join the uh, the Treehouse Worlds group, and then the link is over there. The link to the Discord is over on the uh, on the Treehouse Worlds Facebook. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we'll we'll kind of streamline that process a little bit in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's like it was really nice to see. It's really nice to see like people coming forward with ideas uh, for brand new systems. That I really like. It's it's kind of like being on the forefront of something, you know. 
Yes. Yeah. You're on, the, you're on the, the cutting edge. Also, I wanted to actually make amends for the last podcast because there was another event that happened at the start of May that I actually forgot to mention on last month's podcast. Um, and it's quite a momentous event, I think. It was quite a really cool, cool event in that Sheffield was at the heart of something kind of worldwide or mm. definitely nationwide. Um, so earlier in May, uh, Sheffield hosted the first big UK LAN tournament for Call of Duty. It was at Lava Esports and it was a bringing together of, oh, I think it was quite, quite a few teams, kind of professional kind of Call of Duty players, professional Call of, Duty, Call of Duty teams to kind of play a tournament. It had a few kind of uh, teething pains, but it was the first event of its kind post COVID. Mm. And I think that was always kind of inevitable. Yeah. And you know, people chose Sheffield to come and uh, do this event. And I think that's just kind of really cool. Yeah. That, that, that it was, you know, events like that, events like big LAN events are coming back and like professional kind of tournaments, esports events are coming back. And uh, Sheffield is the great venue for them, I think. It, it like really so. is, yeah. There were, there, were, there, were, there were teething pains, but uh, like I said, it shows that there are, well, people are ambitious about this stuff again, and people are kind of excited to bring this stuff back. So. And uh, those teething pains were not Sheffield-specific. They were uh, yeah. they were like uh, online game. server authentication-specific. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it was because I don't think Call of Duty expected events to be back. Yeah. And then, you know, we, uh, it was the Spring Invitational, and Call of Duty Spring Invitational, and uh, yeah, they just they just didn't expect it. So like, the, the server <laughs> They basically put a ban on the IP, and they're like, "Oh, well, hang on, <laughs> yeah, no. I know, I know." Because no. um, there's too many people logging in from the same location. Oh, that's funny. Like, <laughs> they did, they, they did manage to fix it, and by the end of the event, I think they had they had run a few games, but it was obviously um, pretty stressful for a lot of people yeah. involved. And then I guess it'd probably be a good time for us to talk about what is coming up as well in the month of June is the month of the Platinum uh, Jubilee. Obviously, it's going to be a very busy weekend at the Treehouse, I imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we're going to be, we're open from midday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, half term week. So yeah, we will be, uh, we'll be open and full of people playing games and having fun with any luck. Mm. There's nothing more um, Jubilee-ish than that. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Everyone coming together and having a bit of fun. And it is, like I said, it is also going to be half term this week. Um, so um, school's going to be out. So if you are looking for something, somewhere to take your kids to, uh, you want to keep them out of the house, there's going to be lots going on at the Treehouse. Make sure you kind of book mm -hmm. in. There is also going to be events happening at the National Video Game Museum as well. So make sure you head down to there. Um, obviously, the, a load of different kind of gaming venues now are kind of open and kind of up and running, whether it's Extra Life Gaming Lounge, whether it's Patriot Games' is a new place. There's lots of kind of things for you to go out in Sheffield and go and do, um, particularly during half term, not just Jubilee specific. So if you do want to kind of avoid all the bunting, um, you can do that. Why are we getting so anti monarchy in this? <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have kids, you can always just go and, you know, have a few drinks at Meltdown instead. Exactly. And then yeah. you don't have to worry about the hangover because no problems the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there are lots of uh, like other events as well. The Sheffield uh, Games Collective Game Swap, which we were discussing earlier, is going to be happening on Sunday the 26th of June between 11 and 4. So, you know, just head down to Patriot Games on that Sunday and then see if you want to kind of swap any games around. Um, I'm going to be kind of, I think I'm going to be donating a bunch of stuff to it. So there might be some, if you get there early, yeah, there's good, there is going to be some good stuff early doors. Um, we had a um, a very generous donation from um, one of the editors of Senate Magazine, which oh, is yeah. a uh, a board game, a, a fantastic. Uh, yeah. fair, it's been around a year or two now, um, but a fairly new um, board games magazine. The editor got in touch to ask if the Treehouse would like a load of kind of X review um, copies of games that um, that they mm. had uh, sort of sitting around. 
Um, so yeah, we, we 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 didn't specifically go down to the home counties to pick them up. We were sort of going through on the way to visit somebody else. But there was a bit of a mission involved. Uh, filled the back of the car with the with games from from Senate Magazine. So um, yeah, there's so going nice. to be some good stuff at the start. I'm, swap. I'm there. I am there. Exciting. <laughs> well, yeah. Apparently, you're bringing the Master Chief helmet, which yeah. you can probably stick an email get like a hundred quid for that. I'm telling you, mm. probably. Yeah. But this is money going to charity, exactly. and that's more important. People have bought some really good stuff in, along in the past. I think like the way it tends to work is, I think like the smart strategy is to come early and then maybe swing back again a couple of times. Yeah. I think the people that have got the best hauls out of it have tended to do that because mm. the good stuff tends to come and go, kind mm. of fairly quickly yeah um but yeah if you're if you're on it there have been some fantastic things donated in the past um there'll be a few kind of x treehouse games as well uh, and not the ones that we've got rid of because they're too sticky um <laughs> ones that <laughs> ones that are maybe a bit too com- complex for the shelves uh, and don't get played that much because they're a bit daunting for people but are exactly the kind of thing that people will be really excited to take home <laughs> yeah we won't we won't put the one the, the copy of cluedo in that that lost most of its um somehow in the in one event managed to lose most of its weapons so it was just like it was quite obvious what was going to be the. It appeared in the staff cupboard with the saddest post I've ever seen on that said bits missing, also stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Strange side question, but have you ever had somebody like come in on like a two-hour booking and like take Escape from Colditz or like Twilight Imperium? Oh yeah, something. Oh yeah. (laughs) You're you're not even getting started. Okay, do you sometimes go over to tables and say like you know you, you look at the booking system you check how long they've got and then you go over and say you might this just so you know this is the sort of game that we'd probably recommend you like kind of prepare for playing in advance maybe watch a video or something because you see them especially if there's children involved who are already sitting there like tapping their feet and the mm. parents just there like frowning at the rule book in terror like <laughs> yeah. it's usually good to pull the plug on <laughs> kind of once. Uh, another really cool event coming up uh, later on this month in fact it's going to be happening I think every kind of week from that one is actually at Extra Life gaming lounge which you mentioned earlier um they're going to be doing this kind of really cool thing it's called co-op burger night yeah which is I had to put this in because it was just really? like you know normally we co- cover events that like you know aren't happening every week or like unique to the month i just thought this was such a good idea yeah i don't know if they're going to be enforcing you to play cooperative games or cooperatively <laughs> but i hope they are yeah, oh, yeah. that sounds sick need, need some friends yeah. <laughs> I like that we may, yeah just go on your own to co-op burger night yeah, yeah right so it's the way it works is that you pay 12 pounds on a friday you want to go down to extra Life game lounge on a friday uh between i think 4 30 and 7 30 you pay 12 pounds you get burgers you get drinks and you get a co-op a game. friend and a friend and you get a friend <laughs> yeah, you can't put a price on that can you? that's 12 um, quid for, both for two people isn't it as well so, yeah. yeah I think that's such good value really good value yeah um, exactly. and yeah and, and I, I really hope that if they, they get to the point where it's just like you know you, you, you settle down to, to a game of uh, I don't know uh, Divinity Original Sin right mm-hmm. where you're like cooperative and it's like uh, no sorry you uh, you cast a fireball at your friend there uh, ignited the barrel and um, and now they're on fire that's not cooperative enough you're out go on <laughs> so I'm going to charge full your price your burger for this is now. confiscated <laughs> you didn't earn this burger <laughs> take it back take it out of the mouth work together better <laughs> No, the best thing hopefully like it, it, it works so that maybe like maybe you have to show a sense of cooperation before you make a burger like oh yeah well done I'll give you, I'll give you <laughs> here's your burger <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, another cool event coming up uh, so obviously we mentioned about Patriot Games that they are back and they are bringing kind of events back uh, so Patriot Games are going to be running an event for a new trading card game that I've never heard of before and I saw it on the, saw it on the show notes and was like what on earth <laughs> what on earth is Flesh and Blood Flesh and Blood is a, it's like 
the, it's kind of the uh, an up-and-coming sort of uh, rival trading card game to Magic the Gathering. Okay. Um, and, uh, like, it sold out completely. Like, you couldn't get it anywhere last year. Um, and sort of it kind of has this, uh, like, quite a lot of momentum by, uh, behind it. And so a lot of people are trying to learn to play and that sort of thing. Um, so I, I believe Patriot are, are dedicating a fair bit of time to, to not only letting uh, teaching people how to play, but also having, like, a pre-release for their next sort of, uh, you know, what do you call them, like, sets uh, uh, the next set um, and uh, they're going to be doing that and there is a, there's a uh, learn to play event on the 11th over there so if you want to uh, go and check that out it's I, I uh, kind of would appraise it as a sort of cross between Magic the Gathering and like a Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. They're sort of, um, you have uh, weapons and, and, and sort of, uh, and, and equipment and stuff that you use to, to, to attack each other rather than uh, summons and monsters like you do in Magic the Gathering. Um, and uh, yeah, it looks fun. So I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, I think I'm gonna be working, but I would like to go down there and learn to play. What I might do is send an emissary who's going to learn and then mm -hmm. tell me how to play. It's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a probably good time so see, there are a lot of kind of trading card games that come out but I think uh, sometimes it's really good to get in on them early mm -hmm. as well and kind of understand how the rules kind of uh, are initially kind of laid out because they will kind of inevitably change or mm -hmm. move around um, but then you get to experience that right you get to experience the game kind of getting better or getting different or yeah. just changing around and then you know and then maybe you find yourself a little Black Lotus card or something and yeah then suddenly... get one of the early early misprints exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be really really exciting and then uh, the final event we want to talk about kind of coming up and actually I'm not going to talk about it too much um, because it's going to be in July mm -hmm. and this event is going to be the Ember Games Expo yes uh, which is going to be kind of a really big event it's going to be happening at Commune and there's going to be a lots of kind of presences from a bunch of kind of Sheffield Games venues I think we're going to have more to say on it next month yeah, yeah. Uh, but for everybody's calendar it will be happening on Friday July the 8th and Saturday July the 9th mm -hmm. um, at Commune uh, times are to be confirmed yes um, but it should be lots of really cool stuff going on there yeah. and would be really lovely to see anybody that kind of listens to this podcast come down to that event um, if you've not already spoken to us already before and that'd be the perfect kind of you know just open kind of uh, event for anybody to come to mm -hmm. and just kind of have a chat and... I'm, I'm gonna be there I think uh, and um, like I don't know if you I, I think most of us will probably be, be there'll be a presence sure, from, we'll from, from, from all of us so the it's but put it in your calendars uh, seriously this is yeah. this is one of those that you're not gonna want to miss Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm going to be there the whole time. I think and, you'll uh, end up seeing more people than you think that you know, that you think you will, because yeah. I know like the Board Game Society are going down. You'll see some of our faces from like Treehouse, you might have seen us before, or you might recognise us from the podcast on Twitch. Um, so I think it'll be one of those that even if you go down by yourself, you'll bump into someone you know and it'll be a really nice couple of days. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of plans for um, like games competitions and, and fun yeah. little little things and things to win so um, oh, swag bags you so many swag bags so many swag bags you want a swag bag <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that, that, that's the chance to come down one more thing to mention from the Treehouse's mm. side this, we, our long awaited copy of Blood on the Clock Tower should be with us uh, I think the the expected delivery date was like the end of well <laughs> hang on I'll start that again it's going to be at the, end, at the end of this month but this month is currently June as we're yeah. <laughs> um one more thing to mention from the Treehouse side, our long-awaited copy of Blood on the Clock Tower should be with us any day now. Um, so, Blood on the Clock Tower, we have run events around it at the Treehouse in the past. It's basically a social deduction game, but mega. 
Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like werewolf on steroids, if that's not too gruesome an image. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very muscular werewolf. A very muscular werewolf. Um, it comes in this uh, in this huge box that opens out to be this tome. Uh, somebody is a storyteller. It kind of has like a game master in charge of it. Um, and then, unlike in regular werewolf, where you've got some werewolves uh, and some villagers, um, this has like, every single person basically has a different role. Um, it works best with sort of between eight and kind of 15-ish players mm-hmm. um so it's a fairly big deal um but yeah the uh there's been a, it's, it's kind of been long hyped um yeah. there's, a, there's a guy called uh, there's a guy called ben who's sort of been touring around the country with uh one demo copy uh, <laughs> that for a long time i think there's been about two copies of the game in the uk um for the last few years uh it was a mega kickstarter i think it was like a thousand percent funded or something by the end mm. so yeah our very own copy will be in our hands soon ah, yes. oh, I'm so, so we'll be able to run uh blood on the clock tower events again at the treehouse i just can't wait to hold the tome I know it's going to be amazing <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if you've ever listened to kind of it's talking about some of our favourite games but whenever people ask me what my favourite board game is it's a social deduction game sure. like just, yeah. just any of them that yeah. is that is my absolute like most favourite genre whether it's yeah. Resistance or Avalon or Werewolf or you know any Secret Hitler anything like this I will absolutely lap it up because I love to be evil in those games. You're gonna, um, you're gonna love it because it's that, but with theatre on top. Oh man, it's kind of like <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate in social deduction. I, 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 it it, it I, is really something else. I'm mean, looking to look into try and see if I could, if, if I could even source a copy um, because, like, yeah, the idea of being a games master in that type of game as well. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, that sounds that sounds great. Well, you so. come and get involved at the treehouse. Absolutely, yeah. we'll do. Um, I look forward to when it comes in stock. Uh, I will be there. But that's play. one that we're going to have. Just the one copy of that, so it's not going to be for sale. Yes. Um, but we're going to have one that you can come and you know, especially <laughs> you, you can come and hold it in your hands. We will be running events that you can kind of book onto as well, so you cool. don't need to kind of find your your, your whole group. Um, what we'll have to do is we'll have to we'll have to book a, book a room out. Get a, get a bunch of uh, Sheffield Gaming podcast adjacent people, or or just you know do a yeah. little do a little event, and then you can you can um, uh, games master a, a, a session. I think potentially we will make it available to play in the cafe for room bookings only. You yeah. really do need to kind of spread out a bit. It's not one that you could play around a table. Like mm-hmm. the the storyteller needs to be able to pace round the centre and um, <laughs> place things on people's knees and stuff. It's uh, <laughs> exciting. It's a whole thing. So much theatre. Love it. Yeah. All this stuff. So we are going to kind of finish up the podcast now. So obviously Treehouse got lots of things going on this month. Uh, would you mind just giving a quick kind of lowdown about uh, where to find the Treehouse on any kind of online socials, how people might be able to book and when are you going to be open? Uh, sure thing. Yes. Um, so for half term, we will be open from midday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then as normal at the weekend. Uh, you can book a table via our website. That's the easiest way. Or just give us a ring. Um, with events and things uh, yeah we have got all sorts of stuff uh, coming up we have an events calendar on our website so anything that is ticketed uh, you can book tickets for on there um, plenty of the events are just kind of uh, turn up on the night though um, so yeah do, do have a look all the full details are on the events calendar on uh, treehouse sheffield.com 
Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and chatting with us and sharing all your stories about the Treehouse. <laughs> Absolute um, pleasure. It's been a delight. Ace. So, Matt, thank you as well for being on the podcast as you are uh, every month. Yes. Uh, whereabouts, if people want to find anything more about you, whereabouts can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Matt Speaks Words, or you, if you uh, want to hear any more of me uh, talking, I mean, like, heaven help you, um, then <laughs> you can go over and, and look for uh, the Life's a Pitch podcast, uh, which is at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter or um, you can uh, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast it's a podcast where we pitch movies that will never get made uh, based on the suggestions and titles that you give us so go over there and give us some of those and then listen to them being pitched um, as movies Ace uh, Jade where else can people find you? You can find me on Twitch playing my weird little old games uh, twitch.tv <laughs> slash Noxbear or on Twitter which is slash the Noxbear um, but most importantly, I'd like you to visit emberapp.gg. Um, and just a little surprise for you, when we do the Ember Expo, the website will be live. So people can start joining up, having a look. We should have the communities feature there. So that is super exciting. And I can't wait to meet you all. Mm. And speaking of uh, websites going live, you can also follow the Sheffield Games Collective on our social channels. Just keep an eye on us on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and if you don't want well, if you don't want to do that and just want to see what's going on in games in Sheffield, head on over over to sheffield.games uh, it's our new new website this kind of just collects a bunch of information and a bunch of kind of events about everything that's going on and it looks really exciting you've been working on it Jade and it looks yeah it looks great so far from what I can see it's a very very pretty website and yeah, yeah so the plan is just to make sure that we we're ahead of everything we get all those events on for you and you can also get links there to your favourite places like the Treehouse Patriot Games Extra Life all that good stuff lovely stuff fantastic uh, and my name has been Connor uh, if you want to find me you can uh, have a look on Twitter find me on at chronocleon or just just play the game gang beasts because that's <laughs> uh, the game that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm working on at the moment it's going to be a mention yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ace brilliant thank you listeners uh, see you next month thanks for listening to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast for more information on the Sheffield Games Collective follow us over at Sheffield Gaming on Twitter Sheffield Games on Instagram and at our website sheffield.games our incredible intro and outro were provided to us by Harley over at harleylikesmusic.com. 